Welcome to our special holiday edition of Legacy Listening. I'm your host, Nancy Predahl, Lampernearson President and CEO. The arrival of the new year often resonates as a time of transition, a symbolic threshold inviting reflection and renewal. I know it does for me. As the calendar turns, individuals may find themselves contemplating the passage of time, reassessing goals, and embracing the potential for incoming change. Today, we stand at the threshold of a transitioning of our legacy of financial leadership here at Lampernearson. So with that in mind, my very special guest today is our longstanding CFO, Brett Waywers, who will be retiring at the end of 2023. Robin Mathis is our current controller, will become Brett's predecessor as CFO beginning in 2024. Welcome, Brett, to the podcast. Thank you very much, Nancy. Glad you could be here today. I'm going to ask you a few questions, and one of the first ones when I ask every guest to kick off an episode. As you well know, our company's mission statement is leaving a legacy of enduring improvements to our communities. How does the purpose statement of leaving a legacy resonate with you, Brett? Well, thank you, Nancy. It resonates with me greatly, having been here for the past 40 years and having the opportunity to work on great projects in the Omaha area, some projects that have changed our community from working on nearly every inch of concrete at Epi, inside the fence at Epi Airfield to being the village engineer at Boystown, working with an organization that cares for children at need. I got to work on the convention center where we turned a railroad yard and a junkyard into a uh, arena, ultimately a baseball stadium and the home of Gallup. Uh, worked on areas like Lakeside Hills where we turned a cornfield and an airport into a hospital and a mixed-use center. Uh, I did work at Rosenblatt Stadium, which was one of the, when I, in 1987, when my first daughter was born, and that was always very important to Omaha and helped us keep the College World Series for now going over 50 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tore Rosenblatt down. They so. did, didn't they? So there isn't as much <laughs> legacy there as there once was. But it kept the, kept the World Series it, in Omaha, as you said. It did. And um, so just worked on a lot of great projects. Worked on Midtown Crossing that um, is now just a huge pillar in our community. Just a lot of great projects and many, many housing developments where people live, our employees now live today, mm-hmm. and have really helped uh, improve the community. That's a lot of projects across the community, Brett. A lot of impact. So. Um, Brett joined Lampernearson in 1983 and was an invaluable figure in shaping the company's financial stability and growth. Along with unmatched dedication to improving infrastructure, as he described, for the city of Omaha and surrounding communities through projects like the Riverfront Redevelopment and Epley Airfield. I know he's really proud of the work that he did there. His exemplary leadership, financial acumen, and tireless commitment have been instrumental in the company's continued success. Brett, you've been that steady leadership that all of us at Lamp and Nearson appreciate. These are the, here's some Brettisms. You've been the master of keeping us calm, sticking to the facts, embracing round numbers, which can be really hard for us engineers to do, and knowing that splitting the difference can not only be the right thing to do, it can be the easiest, less brain power there. Throughout your 40-year tenure, you have consistently demonstrated dedication to innovative problem solving that has become synonymous with our company's identity. Your professional legacy is the pursuit of solutions that are fundamental ethos driving our success and financial stability. With this in mind, how have you ensured that this ethos is embedded in the company's culture 
and what key principles or practices have been instrumental in maintaining this commitment over the course of your career at Lamper Nearson? So thank you. And I didn't realize there were so many breadisms, so though <laughs> I do use them all the time. You do. <laughs> um, so as a young engineer, you know, engineers, first of all, think they're smarter than everybody else. I think they, they train you to tell you that in college. You kind of walk around with your chest puffed out and saying, I'm an engineer. This is but, true. Well, but with that, in life, your strengths are kind of your weaknesses. You start thinking you're infallible and you're never wrong. So the first thing you do when you start a problem is we always have to be concerned about whose fault it is. And ultimately, we're just trying to solve a problem. Mm -hmm. And I've had some long-faced engineers come in my office, and the first thing I say is, if nobody died, we can fix this. We like problems that money can fix. So then you just try to keep everybody calm, mm -hmm. get, deal with the, get the facts, because people like to throw out items that may not be factual and figure out how to solve the problem. Um, I've been involved in, recently in some mediations and potential lawsuits, and it puts a lot of strain on people mm -hmm. to deal with these issues and keeps them up nights. I mean, I can't tell you how many sleepless nights I had in the 80s when we were in court. And it also keeps you from doing paying work while you're dealing with issues. So that's kind of why I have this split the difference mentality is mm -hmm. to, just to kind of so we can keep moving forward. And the best deal, they always tell you, is the one that everybody's mad when they leave the room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I think you've done a fantastic job, Brett, of, of keeping us in that space where we at Lampernearson always want to do the right thing, and, and we will do the right thing, especially for our clients and for our community. And sometimes that is negotiating and coming out where everyone can walk away and feel like they, they did their part. So it's really important to have someone in the organization that's helped us do that all these, all these years. Thank you. Yeah. You know, uh, one of our core values is our commitment to financial stability, which reflects a strategic and forward-thinking approach to the company's operations. And when we prioritize financial stability, we not only ensure our ability to weather economic ebbs and flows, but we also secure control of our own destiny. That's been really important for us at Lampernearson. This commitment underscores a proactive mindset, emphasizing the importance of fiscal responsibility and resilience in the face of many changes and challenges. By maintaining financial stability, Lampernearson not only safeguards its present operations, but also fortifies its capacity to invest in innovation, talent, and sustainable growth, ultimately empowering the organization to shape its future trajectory with confidence. That's something we like is confidence. This core value serves as a guiding principle, reinforcing our dedication to long-term success for our community of solvers, the entirety of our firm, and the communities we work in. A core value centered around financial stability empowers our firm to shape its future trajectory confidently, allowing us to support our communities through donations. As it's the holiday and the giving season, how does Lampernearson's financial stability directly benefit the communities we serve during the holidays and throughout the year? What a timely question, Nancy. <laughs> just, timely. just last night, I went to the Boys Town concert that Lampernearson has sponsored, I believe, for over 15 years. And we donate money and sponsor a concert for the kids of Boys Town. And there's got to be three to 400 people there mm -hmm. that were standing up last night and singing Christmas carols. And I just constantly think, what a difference we've made in those kids' life and how they'll remember this forever, how they were deciding which one could scream jingle bells the loudest. <laughs> so we've done that. We're, you know, this year we're, we're giving over $340,000 to charities 
locally in each of our three offices. That's so amazing. we really try to help out the community. We, you know, we started um, uh, going into grade schools and helping the trying to get grade school kids to um, uh, learn more about engineering and STEM. Mm -hmm. uh, recently, we had people from Lampert Anderson, uh, my Rotary Club, uh, sponsor was involved in a career day at Skinner Magnet Center, which is a North Omaha school. We had uh, two employees go down and try to promote engineering there. So we really do try to help out in the community. I think it's a big part of what attracts folks to Lampernearson and then and, and keeps folks at Lampernearson is our ability to give back to the community. I've been so fortunate. Lampernearson has uh, supported me as I've uh, been president of several organizations uh, throughout the Omaha community that have tried to make the community better. And currently, um, uh, I'm involved in West Omaha Rotary where we do, that's service above self is, is mm -hmm. actually the model of Rotary. Mm, that's very cool. I know that's impactful, it has been impactful for you and then also for the work that you've done in the community. I'm gonna shift gears a little bit and talk about uh, our employee ownership at Lampernearson. With an employee stock ownership plan company, Lampernearson has embraced the ESOP model where employee owners have a shared sense of responsibility. Over course of the la past several decades, the firm has seamlessly navigated four generations of owners, leaders, and transition, which showcases a commitment to sustainability and adaptability. This underscores Lampernearson's resilience and innovative spirit in maintaining its legacy while embracing a model that empowers and engages our team members and stakeholders in the community's ongoing narrative. Our ESOP, and I believe this is so true, stands as a testament to the company's commitment to fostering a culture of shared ownership and long-term employee engagement. This shared approach not only recognizes the invaluable contribution of Lampernearson's community solvers, but also serves as powerful incentive for them to con actively contribute to the company's growth and prosperity. Brett, you were an ESOP trustee for many, many years. And um, can you elaborate for us on how Lampernearson's ESOP has positively influenced the company's culture of a shared ownership and long-term employee engagement? Sure, that would be great. Um, so I, the ESOP's been around since 1978. Uh, early on in my career, I took, uh, wanted to learn more about the ESOP, so I worked with the, the trustee when I was a younger employee to try to understand how the ESOP worked and how it allows people to uh, become shareholders of the company and also to build for their retirement. I'm old enough that I think Social Security will still be there, but if you just do the math, like you and I like to do numbers, mm -hmm. numbers, you, um, it can't be sustainable for everybody. So we need to help our, and there's no more pensions anymore. You know, there mm -hmm. used to be pensions, but there aren't pensions anymore. So this is one of the, one of the ways that we can help the employee save money for retire. And so a few years ago, our marketing director, Leslie Peterson, helped me develop a You Own It campaign. And mm -hmm. I wore a goofy hat, and we walked around with You Own It. And pretty soon our receptionist is talking about, I'm not going to buy this because it's too expensive, and I don't want to spend our money. And so I think it helps develop a culture of uh, watching our money closer mm -hmm. and helping us try to enhance our profits. It's amazing as people go through the the organization and I get ready to retire and you see how much money they have in their ESOP. I mean, our, our receptionist had six figures in the ESOP when she retired and we have uh, uh, project managers who also have mid six figures in their ESOP and they're going to retire very, very comfortably and mm -hmm. it's all just because of their hard work and the success we've all had here at Lamprey Nearson. 
it's you know it's so important for us to for uh, for all of us to understand that you know we we can have impact and that long-term impact of preparing our employees for their eventual retirement we want people to retire well from Lamp from Lampernearson to have a great life whether working at Lampernearson but then also to retire well from Lampernearson there's just the stress people would have past retirement and have to continue to work because they can't afford to retire or run out of money because they didn't save enough and it's just important that we try to help them do that. You know, so we've been talking about our ESOP, but can you elaborate a little bit on the intangible benefits and outcomes that Lampernearson has observed as a result of implementing an ESOP philosophy at the heart of the firm? You talked about the employees having that nest egg when they retire. Is there anything else that you think of when you think about the tangible benefits of us having an ESOP? Well, I think, again, it's just, it's the pride of ownership. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that you can, that everybody can be an owner and it grows as you're here mm -hmm. between the uh, people coming and going and the company contributing up to 10 percent a year into the ESOP and actually 15 percent a year into the total retirement mm -hmm. uh, those things just continue to grow and if you leave the money in there this year we're declaring a dividend of uh, 15 dollars a share so it just the longer you're here it turns into a flywheel and just helps you grow even faster and mm -hmm. it's that's the way it's designed is we want people to stay here and the longer they stay here and the more successful this company is the more they're rewarded yeah it's a i think i love that our model of ownership and that we do provide opportunity that everyone in the company is an owner no matter your position and you can contribute to our success and everybody's has that opportunity to really see the benefit of the success that we have it, i think it's a wonderful model so when, when i was growing up i uh, I worked for a Keywood Construction Company in the summer, and they're kind of like the gold standard for employees mm -hmm. retiring with money to enough to enjoy retirement. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what I wanted us to be, is mm -hmm. to try to be like that, where our people say, I worked at, so how can you do this? Well, I worked at Lamprey Nearson. Mm -hmm. The same way they say, well, I worked at Keywood. They know if I worked at Keywood, you must have money retired. We, I wanted us to be the same thing. Yeah, and I think we've, I think we've accomplished that, and I know that even as you step into retirement, that's going to be one of our focuses going forward is making sure that we, as a company, continue to grow for our shareholders. So as you leave, Brett, we want to continue to grow that sense of ownership, that, that re the responsibility we have to our employee owners so that they can, as you said, walk away with that retiring from Lampernearson with that, that their good work has paid off for them in the long run. So... I think it's so important for us to continue that. It really builds pride in the organization, and I obviously am very proud to say that I've worked here my entire career. Yeah. Thank you. All right. As your time with Lampernearson will soon be ending, how many days? Are you I'm counting? I'm trying not to count, but I think it's uh, uh, 13. Okay, 13 days out of the 40 years. We extend our deepest gratitude and heartfelt appreciation for the remarkable legacy you have crafted within our organization. Your leadership has been a guiding light, inspiring all of us to reach new heights and contribute to the continued success of the firm. Considering the significant influence your leadership has had on the team, are there any specific aspects of Lampernearson's continued success that you are particularly proud of and advice you would offer to our community solvers as they carry the torch forward? So what an opportunity for some more bread-isms. <laughs> this is great. So first of all, as I tell people, you only have one chance to make a first impression mm -hmm. and you've only got one reputation. That's right. And that is the most important thing at Lamprey Nearson is our reputation because 
we have a lot of competitors, and a lot of them I sat next to in college. Well, actually, they're were this old. There many of us left, but anyway, we go to the same colleges. We we grew up in the same communities. You just got to figure out how to differentiate yourself from other firms, and mm -hmm. I think it's service, mm -hmm. service to our clients. When a client calls and needs something, that you meet their realistic goals of, of doing what they want. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing that's unique about Lamprey and Earson is, we're, you know, we're a 170-person firm, I and mean, we're getting to be a nice-sized firm. Mm -hmm. But you and I still sit in on project calls. Mm -hmm. We have clients that are very, very important, a lot of them, and we need people to keep in touch with what's going on. And I think that separates us from other firms. Everybody, even at the highest level, cares about our clients. That's right, yeah. I, I don't have any facts on this, but I think a firm down the street decided that maybe people like us were too good or, or too busy to be in touch with clients and sep went up to another floor and kind of separated themselves from the work. And we don't do that. I actually just turned over my last client yesterday, the village of Boys Town, and I've been the engineer there since 1990. Mm -hmm. And we have 27 employees, current employees that have worked at Boys Town, which I told them yesterday, that we have backup on Pond's backup to take care of people. And that's of course, a testimonial not only to our good work, mm -hmm. but also to how long we've, our longevity of our staff and how mm -hmm. long people stay at Lamprey Nursing. Mm -hmm. It's pretty amazing that when you look around the rooms of how, how long people have come, have, people have come as interns and stayed and been here 20, 25 yeah. years, yeah. or yeah. 40 years. Yeah. It's something, though. You, you have a, an outside person sit in a room and say, well, how long have you been here? And they say 20 years, 23 years, 25 years, 28 years, 38 years. I mean, it's, it's really impressive. It is. I, I love that about our firm. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd want to share, Brett, before we wrap up this podcast? No, just thank you for the opportunity to work here all these years. It's, again, been the only place I ever worked. When I left college, I never dreamed I'd be a consulting engineer. I wasn't even sure I knew what one was. <laughs> uh, and I just took my PE just for something to do. And so it's been a tremendous opportunity, and it's actually been kind of the perfect job for me. That's and awesome. uh, a lot of people can't say that. I used to have people, my family would come for Christmas, and they'd sit around and complain about their job. And I'm like, I never want to be like that. I never want a job like that. And I never did. So that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Glad you've been here. Yeah. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you for tuning in to Legacy Listening Podcast with your host, Nancy Predahl. I'd like to thank our guest, Brett Waywards, once again for joining us today. It was a pleasure and honor to have you with us. To our listeners, we hope you enjoyed today's episode and all of the Brettisms and wisdom that he shared. Like and share and tune in next quarter as we continue the conversation. Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other, and happy holidays.